Hi, welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. My name's Jenny. And I'm Justin. And today, we will be talking about Finch. Jenny, what type of movie do you think this is? Robots. Looks like they're in outer space. I think it's a sci-fi. I'm going to go with sci-fi, too. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more to this movie, but... I wouldn't say they look like they're in outer space. I, kind of, kind of, I mean, when you... I don't know. It's like you, your typical apocalyptic landscape. Yeah. But dusty, like a dust bowl. I don't know. It could be Mars, too, but... So the first thing I thought when this movie started was how amazing it looked. Like all the establishing shots in in the beginning of this film really like so that sense of like isolation. Mm -hmm. Like I felt it immediately. And like with obviously it's Tom Hanks, so it's going to be fantastic acting. Mm -hmm. And the way it starts with him just singing that uh, American Pie song, I was like, this is not your typical start to an apocalyptic movie. Well, you know, yeah, because it was they're trying to like establish how how lonely and isolated it is, but at the same time, he's trying to look on the bright side of things, and this is the new norm, you know. Might as well sing a tune. So it was. It's. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, just right away, you can tell that this movie's really well filmed. So he ends up getting in his like giant dump truck. And I'm like, this might be the first time I've seen a giant dump truck as an apocalypse mobile. <laughs> it kind of gives you the uh, like Mad Max vibe, though, doesn't it? It does. But then it's like the first thing I thought was, where the hell does he get fuel for that thing? Oh, well, I mean, there's no one else driving. So the fuel is all yours, right? I guess. I think fuel goes bad, though, after a while. Oh. Which is always a, a question I have. I should probably just Google it. <laughs> but I'm like, does fuel just, like, even if you look at, you know, typical shows like The Walking Dead or something like that, they're still finding, like, gas. So I'm like, it's been, like, 10 years. Like, isn't the gas gone <laughs> or bad by now? You're thinking too hard. Right. <laughs> um, so he's a, he is accompanied by his little robot. Oh, what's his name? Uh, so we got Tom Hanks, which is Finch. Mm-hmm. He has a dog named Goodyear. The small robot is Dewey. Dewey. Yeah. Oh, that's I love that. <laughs> perfect, right. perfect name. So Dewey is kind of like his little pet, his like robot pet. Yeah, it's like his little helper. Yeah, little yeah. little helper. That's perfect. Um, going out there, he um, he's kind of like his shopping shopping basket. You know, helps him carrying around carry around his stuff. Um, but very important partnership when he is scavenging out in the uh, in the the I don't know what you call that the wasteland the wasteland yeah, yeah. perfect. At first, I was like, "All right, what kind, what type of apocalypse movie is this?" Right, because he's in the store and he's singing to himself, and I'm like, he doesn't really seem concerned about a threat, right? But then there's like a loud noise and kind of like spooks him a little bit. So that I was like, "Oh, is there like weird creatures out here? Like, is this like a nuclear fallout type of thing, or like what's going on?" And it just ended up being like a sign or whatever. Um, yeah, but you could kind of tell that he has been scarred. Like he he does not. Um, you know, he's very cautious and like when if he were to encounter another being, uh, whatever, you know, you don't know. It's just like humans out there, but it's very aware, very, uh, you know, ready for anything type of um, reaction to that. And then, you know, he's driving back to his base in his big dump truck. First off, what, what type of apocalypse vehicle would you have? A Tesla, of course, or a Tesla, not a Tesla. Is it a Tesla? I'm oh, man. <laughs> Tesla. 
Yeah, it's Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. My accent. It's <laughs> throwing it off. <laughs> yes, your your deep Japanese accent is throwing off Tesla. No, I would. That would be the perfect vehicle because if you are being attacked by bad guys, you got to get away. You tell your your car to take you to point B, and uh, you hang yourself out the window and pew pew pew. You know, like I so, think it's the perfect. So vehicle. you're thinking like self driving is still going to work in the apocalypse. Yeah, it, why I mean, it, it probably would. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not an engineer. I don't know how the system works. I trust their vehicles. And I don't own a Tesla. I would love to own one if anybody would like to. <laughs> yeah. Gift me one. I will definitely take it. No, I. That's a. That would be a, a good one. See, I've always like felt like people never appreciate bicycles in, in an apocalyptic scenario, right? Because it doesn't give you any protection. But like, if you're traveling long distances, you don't want to be walking like thirty miles. I mean, like you can just yeah. hop on a bike and just ride. Yeah, you can attach a basket to the yeah. handlebars. Like and- it, it doesn't. It doesn't take any gas, right? It's a bicycle. It's quiet. I mean, it is. You, you you could get one of those electric bicycles, but I think those only go like thirty miles before you have to stop and recharge it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You have a you you do. Yep. Um, it's a good idea. You don't go very fast. You you go faster than walking though. That's true. That's right? true. Because you know yeah. people always have like horses in like apocalyptic movies or uh, cars is very common, but like you got to worry about you know fixing it. I mean. I think anyone can figure out how to fix a bicycle. Fixing a car is going to be a little bit more complicated. That's true. Uh, so really, you're just like picking off cars as you're going along. Yeah. But regardless, he has a dump truck for his apocalypse vehicle at this point. I mean, it it does work. He runs over stuff in it just, just fine. I think that is why he needs that truck. Yeah. Is to kind of push things out of the way. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely does its job at that point. Mm-hmm. Talking back about the threats. Mm-hmm. Now the storm is coming, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, are storms like the big threat in this movie, right? Because uh, this is the really the first thing that he encounters that's like at a risk, and the uh, radiation. So he gets back to his like base of operations, survives the storm. That was pretty intense when he was trying to get inside. It was because you're just like uh, Dewey was like on like a little tether. Yeah, and he almost looks like he get, he's gonna get blown away. Yeah, just, like he's like, just like cheering, away. cheering him on. Like, yeah. come on, no, you can't <laughs> lose the little guy. <laughs> and then he gets in. You're just like, oh, thank, you. thank you. <laughs> he gets inside. You know, you end up going down down the stairs. He's, like, taking a shower to, like, decon himself. Uh, that's when we meet Goodyear, the dog. And, and did you do you think that he was gone for several days? No, I think the he probably goes, like, out and back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he probably stays out for too long. Okay. Because um, I, I wasn't sure um, with the way that he greeted him. Well, first of all, the dog is barking. I'm like, who else is going to show up at the, the front door? Um, you know, but then... But then uh, whenever he greeted the dog, it was like, you know, he kind of made it sound like he was gone for a while. Yeah. But to be fair, if I leave my house for like 10 minutes and I come back, my dog acts like I've been gone for like a year. Okay. That's that's true. So, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it could just be a dog thing. <laughs> uh, so, all the books that he has kind of laid out are all about like solar flares. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, oh, that's the cause of this apocalypse is like a solar flare. Yeah. Uh, so, they explains that pretty, pretty early on. And they end up talking about it later on in the movie in case you didn't pick up on it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it basically came in and destroyed the ozone layer and- uh, destroyed all the electronics and had like an EMP effect. So he's putting together 
another robot in his like basement. I thought he was just making Dewey better. I didn't know he was making like a brand new robot. I thought what was really cool is when he gets the robot all together, Mm -hmm. right? And he asks him like, what are your primary functions or whatever? They use Asimov's laws from like the old sci-fi writer, Isaac Asimov. Asimov's laws are like three laws. But then he added on that fourth one that like taking care of the dog overrides all other functions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was really cool. It becomes pretty evident that he's sick Mm -hmm. pretty early on, right? Because Mm -hmm. of the nosebleeds. Yeah, they've really um, laid out the story pretty pretty quickly in the very beginning. Yeah. So what did you think when he got the the big robot online? Um, At first, I didn't really know what to think about the robot, but then um, when he he had he received his body. You could tell that it was a very innocent, childlike robot that was kind of goofy, um, took everything literally, but it had a lot of personality. Yeah, like right away, like you can tell, like, because he's like teaching this robot to walk. And when this robot falls, dude, it wipes out. And it does it like a couple of times, right? <laughs> he's like he's like walking around. And he is like tethered in the back of his head because he's still doing this data transfer of all that information from all the books he was like inputting. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the robot just wipes out. And that was uh, I thought that was so funny. Oh, I did the whole scene of just him walking back and forth. Yeah. And learning was was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Uh, they did a really good job. Whoever the actor was. Really great job, um, you know, walking like a robot, like how he, you know, his head was completely looking at his feet. Um, It was very charming. I loved it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that big storm's rolling in or whatever. So he's like, man, we we have to leave. Like, I wasn't planning on leaving this early. They pack up in this RV. And I was like, okay, this is like a real apocalypse mobile. Like, this is what I would expect an apocalypse mobile to look like. Not like, not a giant dump truck, uh, but like an RV where you take it on the road and actually live in this thing, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like going along and... The, the 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 robot is so curious about everything. Mm-hmm. He just has like a million questions. And at first I was like, oh, this is really cool. He has someone to talk to now. But then I was like, oh, but you're on like a road trip with somebody who like will not stop asking you questions. Yeah. Which is probably fine since he's been al- alone for so long. But you can kind of tell like he's like, all right, that's enough with the questions. Yeah. His, you know? his, uh, so Tom Hanks's character, Finch, is he is. I wouldn't. So he's patient at some points in the movie, but in he's also quickly irritable and loses his patience um, with this robot. But I think the main thing was the purpose of the robot was to take care of the dog. So he didn't he didn't have time. He didn't have um, a desire to invest invest, you know, feelings and getting to know the robot. He just wanted to make sure that this robot knew what his job was and to do the job, you know. Yeah. But it was just the way that their their relationship blossomed, which it blossomed so quickly within the couple of days, was actually very beautiful. So the the robot is very childlike in like his curiosity, but he learns incredibly quick, yeah. right? So they're traveling along, uh, this tornado comes up, right? So they have to like bolt down the RV. Yeah. That was super intense, yeah. that entire scene. That's really where you like 
see like this robot's like a great benefit to him because mm-hmm. uh, Finch is out there trying to hammer in these spikes, right? And he's like, you know, tired, you know. He's already to, very weak. Yeah, he's weak from being sick. And this robot just like pounds the spike in with one hit, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, get back in the RV, you know. Mm-hmm. They end up surviving that by like one tether. Like that was a tense tornado. And it, it was like, he like looks out the window and it's like they're right in the middle of the tornado's path. They're not like on the edge of the tornado. They're like right dead set in yeah. the center of this tornado. Yeah. I'm like, man, that is not good. Yeah, it kind of gave me the, um, oh, what was that one movie? Um, oh, man, what was a tornado movie? Twister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of yeah. gave me that Twister type of a vibe. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like Twister in the apocalypse. It was like a massive tornado, you know. <laughs> they get to this point where the robot wants a name. Right. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. <laughs> and and he's uh okay, so he's only he's like pulling names from the the data that has been downloaded into his brain. So yeah, you know, like William Shakespeare or um what was the other ones? Napoleon. Napoleon. And he's like, No, you're too tall to be Napoleon. But yeah. what what I laughed at was uh so earlier he's trying to change a tire uh-huh. and he, he doesn't have a jack, you know, and the robot picks up the RV and he's like, I make a good jack, right? And um the so later on Finch is like, Hey, how about we call you Jack? And he's like, Jack's a tool's name. I don't <laughs> wanna be Jack. <laughs> I didn't catch catch that. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up being called Jeff, you know, because he he doesn't want a dog's name because he, he wants to be a rover. And he's like, no, that's a dog's name. He's like, what about Jeff? And he's like, I've never met a dog named Jeff. So, yeah, Jeff sounds good. How did he come come out to that name? I think he just picked it. Oh, okay. He's like, he's like, I scanned all my database and I can't <laughs> find any animals named Jeff. So, so. The next day, like, Finch wakes up to Jeff barking at Goodyear. Yeah. And Finch is like, what is going on out there? And he's like, I'm trying to communicate with the with the dog. <laughs> and Jeff, like, this is the beginning of Jeff being like, the dog does not like me. Yeah. So the so that is his, like, little journey throughout this movie is Jeff is trying to get the dog to like him. Um, so he's, he's, you know, trying to communicate with dog language. He's... Um, like trying to like take him for a walk when he was asked to take him for a walk. But this dog is, you know, his dog, it's loyalty lies with his owner and um, the dog does what we expect the dog to do. Um, but he doesn't understand that. He has no idea that, you know, he's this dog is not just going to fall in love with you. You kind of you got to take some time. So and we almost get back to that like childlike wonder mm-hmm. of him, like almost being like, hurt that the dog doesn't like him yeah. you know and this dog oh my gosh that's like the most perfect dog he has the most expressive look with his eyebrows you know i didn't notice the dog's acting didn't oh, pick up oh really yeah. well okay so the dog is you know he plays a, a pretty large part in this in this film because yeah. dogs don't have obviously um words to say but the dog fills in a lot of the storyline with um you know we we as humans, I think we understand what the dog's needs were or what the dog is thinking in this film. Yeah. So we kind of, um, you know, even though he's just a dog, I thought the dog acting was great um, because you can you kind of seeing kind of seeing what the dog is was is feeling and, um, you know, what is what he's thinking throughout the film. And it's communicated very well. They end up at a diner and Finch leaves uh, Jeff inside and then goes inside with Goodyear. And Jeff gets bored 
<laughs> so he like sits behind the wheel and pretends like he's driving the RV, which is like a typical kid thing to do, right? This, yeah. Is to pretend like you're driving a car. Yeah. <laughs> and then he accidentally like puts it into into gear and like it like rolls, uh, rolls away. right? Um, and then he, you know, Finch comes out. They get into this like, okay, well that's okay, Jeff. Just bring me the. The, uh, the the suit so I can go move the RV uh-huh. and Jeff's like I got it and he backs it up and like hits something else right uh-huh. and uh, Finch like really gets angry with him he puts his hand out until his hand burns mm-hmm. and he's like this is like human skin and dog skin is the same yeah. I created you to, to take care of the dog yeah yeah it's kind of scary to think that that could be a possibility of a you know a world to live in where you can't have any like direct contact with the sun as they continue on their trip you know Finch is getting like more and more sick Mm -hmm. and they come to this point where so he teaches Jeff actually how to drive and Jeff ends up being a fantastic driver because he learns everything like quick and he's like taking turns like super fast I don't even notice that I was like damn you need to slow down dude before you get in a wreck but they they come across a hospital and like Jeff takes Dewey and Jeff starts treating Dewey like Finch treated him. Yeah. And he's like passing on the things that Finch taught him. Like, exactly. Like saying it like word for word. Um, but it ends up being like a trap, right? Because mm-hmm. Jeff doesn't really understand that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. Dewey ends up dying, which was actually really sad when Dewey dies. It was sad. Um, and I, I felt bad for, for Jeff too because he was just – he was trying to help Finch, right? Right. And he was trying to do what Finch taught him to, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up getting followed by that group. Finch is like furious with Jeff and he's like, no more mistakes from now on. Right. And they're trying to outrun these guys and they finally do. And they end up at that underpass and Jeff's like, no, we shouldn't go in the underpass. And Finch is like drive, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is where Finch finally makes a mistake Mm -hmm. that Jeff was trying to prevent from happening. Mm -hmm. You know, Finch is like devastated that he made that call. Yeah, I think it's interesting because the the robot can only process data. So even though he's trying Finch is trying to get Jeff to think like a human um, slowly, he, you know, eventually he actually ends up thinking more, have, you know, the compassion of a human. But in the beginning of his existence, he's still a robot. And I think the frustration is, you know, him not not having the common sense or the instincts. And, you know, you can't expect that from a robot. But then that scene where you have the um, RV going under the underpass or the overpass. Oh, my gosh. Uh, underpass. And um, that's where the robot was like using his calculations and his data and processing it and saying like, this is not possible. But then out of the panic of being a human being and just that that adrenaline rush that kicked in, Finch was like, you know, pushing it and destroyed that that whole solar panel, which is um, basically what keeps them um, alive. Yeah, it's their cool. lifeline. Right, right. Yeah. Finch and Jeff had this great conversation and Finch is telling them the story about the uh, him and the grocery store, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I love this line in the movie. It was, hunger turned men into murderers, but me, it turned me into a coward, mm. right? And that really explains like kind of how Finch was at the beginning of this thing, mm-hmm. you know? They keep driving and... They end up in a place with grass, right? And like the, it's like safe to go outside during the day. Right. Cause the first sign was um, smacking a 
the bug into the windshield. Yeah, it was a butterfly. Oh, butterfly. Yeah. yeah. But at first, when I when I saw that, I was like, oh, the robot is freaking out because he just killed something. But I didn't think it didn't like register in my mind that oh, there's life. Like that's what the whole point of you know him stopping was. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like a crazy like sign right there. Like yeah. there's life out here because right. there's nothing where he because he came from St. Louis and they're on their way out to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. All right. So I love Tom Hanks for moments like this where um, they, you know, Tom Hanks uh, or Finch realizes that wow, the world isn't all completely destroyed and there's a little bit of hope. And just the way that he comes out into the sun, the sun is kissing him um, on his on his forehead. The butterfly flies onto his hand. And it's like this moment where you get to share with him that it it's it's going it, to it isn't all bad, you know. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. This is like a really deep part of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Because Finch gets dressed up in this like great white suit, yeah. you know, and he comes out there and they got lawn chairs out. Now, I thought it was a great detail that underneath Jeff's lawn chair was a cooler. Because like, oh, yeah. like Jeff can't yeah. sit in a lawn chair. He's freaking, he break the thing. He yeah. weighs hundreds of pounds, right? Uh-huh. Um, but they're out there and they're having this discussion, right? And Finch is, you know, they're, they're talking about the postcards uh, that Jeff has been looking at this entire time. Mm-hmm. And Finch, Finch says that humans are, are full of contradictions, right? Yeah. And then later on in the conversation, he, you know, explains to Jeff, because Jeff knows everything about the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. But he explains to Jeff that you don't know what it's like until you've actually been there. Mm-hmm. Jeff is like, well... Why didn't you go there? Like, you don't know what it's like either. Mm-hmm. And he's like, like I said, Jeff, humans are full of contradictions. And that was a, a great line that he had, too, was, uh, I wish I'd done more with the time that I had. Yeah. Because you could tell, like, Finch was always wanted to go out and do these amazing things. Mm-hmm. But some he, he even says it, like, something always popped up. You know, work popped up. Something would get in the way of the him of getting the world, out there. Right. His mom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his, his mom was a reason, too. It's kind of cool that he, this robot, you know, Jeff is able to underst- kind of understand that. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a great moment because it shows like the stuff that Finch has kind of been calling Jeff out on this entire time. Mm-hmm. He also like it also applies to him, mm-hmm. you know, because he's like, oh, well, you don't know because you haven't been there. Right. And then Jeff's like, well, you haven't been there either. Finch is playing fetch with Goodyear. Mm-hmm. And th- this is the first time Goodyear has been out in the sun, too. Because uh, it would it would harm him also. Uh, Jeff starts playing fetch with Goodyear. And I thought this was a great moment because he throws the ball and then Goodyear brings it back to Finch. And like Jeff's like, I told you he doesn't like me. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's just such a common thing for a dog to do. But right. that, that that's how kids react. If you're with kids, you know, they're like, oh, well, the dog doesn't like me because he always brings it to you because he's used to it. Right. You know, there was this moment when. Um, Finch, no, not Finch. Yeah, Finch knows that his time is is coming soon, and there's a moment where he's sitting. He's he's in the lawn chair. He's watching Jeff throw the ball, and then uh, Goodyear goes and grabs it. But then there's that moment when Finch starts to slip away, and it's yeah. almost like he is his soul is leaving his body. But then the dog quickly, um, you know 
sucks them back in. And it's like, it's like, it's getting close. And on the flip side of that, you've got um, Jeff, who is impatiently wanting to get this dog to like him. And, And we all know it takes time. So it's like, Finch doesn't have time. He needs his stuff to like happen right away. But it was, uh, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was interesting. Yeah. I, I thought that Finch at that point knew like this, this was going to work. Mm-hmm. It was just going to take time, you know, because Jeff is out there playing, playing fetch with the dog. You know, at first Jeff, it's kind of like, you know, getting the dog, he's trying to mimic what Finch was doing, but right. he's not quite getting it, you yeah. know? And then like, finally he gets a hang of it. He throws the ball, Goodyear goes out and grabs it. So I feel like, I feel like Finch had a real sense of peace at the end here uh-huh. uh, because, you know, sh- shortly thereafter, he, you know, goes inside and Jeff says, I'm going to stay out here, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, Finch ends up, you know, passing away mm-hmm. uh, and Goodyear just like howls. Mm-hmm. It's just like a. Oh, so eerie. It's so sad. Yeah, it was. Uh. It, it was a. Uh, it was a really sad moment. Yeah. Um, so Jeff ends up giving Finch uh, a Viking funeral as kind of a callback to his dad. Because mm-hmm. uh, I guess Finch's mom always said that his dad was a Viking. Um, oh. Yeah. And I didn't catch on that. Yeah. Because Jeff found that postcard that was like yeah. a, a Viking funeral or whatever. Oh. So that, that's why he like put him on the pyre. Oh, and, okay. Like, burned his burned his body. Okay. And now Jeff is stuck with this dog, right? Mm-hmm. And like the dog is still like not like on, completely on board with him. Mm-hmm. And that was such a great moment when he's trying to open the can of dog food because at first Jeff is like devastated and he's like, "What do I do now?" He's like, "I'll do what Finch would do: yeah. feed the dog." Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's trying to open this can, but he like he's got robot fingers, you know. Uh, so he's like holding it near his chest and it sucks into his chest and he's like shit <laughs> right he actually says that and then it like open, it's like a can opener yeah. built into his chest and yeah. I'm like oh I didn't know he had that feature and I don't think he knew he had that feature either until until that moment he ends up feeding uh, feeding the well I mean because that's the that is the that is the sole uh, purpose of his existence. Yeah, that's just that's what he's created for was yeah. to take care of Goodyear. Yeah. Um not, not even just feed him, but to be his companion and to p- protect him. So, yeah. They make it out to San Francisco. Oh wait, wait, there's an important part though. Um I think when um so Finch no not Finch. Um Jeff feeds the dog and then Jeff is outside. And then there's that moment at that turn, the turnaround moment where Jeff throws a ball. Goodyear goes, retrieves the ball and then brings the ball back to Jeff. Yeah. And then that's when he kind of was like, oh, man, we are going to make it, you know. So I thought yeah. that, was, that was a beautiful moment, too. Yeah, that was that was really good. And that's what kept him. That's what kind of motivated him to be like. I mean, obviously, he doesn't need motivation. He's a robot. But it was like, yeah, we're going to keep going on this journey. He's he's a robot, but he's really not, though, you know, because he obviously has some sort of AI. Mm-hmm. And he is – he's essentially a human. Right. They make it out to San Francisco, which is just like a very fertile place. Mm-hmm. Like there's water and green grass. And they make it up to the um, – to the to the Golden Gate Bridge, and he puts up that postcard. Yeah. I was like, man, that's such a that's such a sweet moment. Yeah, when he that does really, that, that was because he made it. Like, um, they all made it together, I guess. Yeah. So, 
it's also great how they close it. Jeff is walking off with Goodyear and he's mm-hmm. like, you want to hear a story? Like once yeah. upon a time, right? Because <laughs> he was always having Finch tell him stories. And yeah. like there was that great moment when he's like, he's like, tell me a story. And Finch doesn't start it with once upon a time. And he's like, you forgot once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my bad, Jeff. Once upon a time, you know. Uh, and it ends with the uh, American Pie song mm-hmm. and them walking off together to yeah. find more people, yeah. essentially. What did you think about the movie? It was such a deep movie. It really is, right? Like, um, this is why, I mean, obviously, this is why Tom Hanks is in this film, because uh, just the way the... There's so many... If you... Okay, so I I did watch it twice. And even the second time, um, you kind of pick up on these little details that they put in that, you know, like the moment... which, Which makes you question things. So there's a moment in the... There's a... They stop at a theater on their way to San Francisco and there's this mirror and Jeff walks past the mirror and then he stops and he sees his own reflection and he just pauses and he's like looking at himself. And you kind of that's when you're kind of you start thinking as the audience like, oh, he he just realized what he looks like. He's like taking it all in, you know, and you're just like, what what does that mean? You know, you try to make connections with stuff and maybe it doesn't mean anything, but it's like there was a lot of that type of moments in this in this film, you know, yes, that made it um, worth watching twice. So I think the story was really well told. Uh, and from a filmmaking perspective, it like really made me feel isolated. Mm-hmm. And like I, I fell in love with these characters too. Like Jeff is so likable. And because at first he's like this awkward robot, right? But by, by the end of this movie, like I love Jeff. I was like, this, like, I feel connected s- to these characters. I feel, I feel, feel connected a to Finch. sequel coming on? No, I do not feel a sequel coming on. Uh, hopefully not, right? I would not want to see a sequel to this movie because I feel like it, it ends in such a, a perfect way. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm so glad that they didn't make Finch survive uh, mm-hmm. because it is sad that he dies, but like that's, that's the reality of the situation, mm-hmm. right? They didn't try to make it a perfect happy ending. Right. They, it was a happy ending because Goodyear's taken care of, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that like perfect, you know, uh, fairy tale ending where everyone lives happily ever after. Right. So uh, me, I honestly, I give this movie a 10 out of 10. I think it was a fantastic movie just all around. I will agree. I love this movie. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely gonna check it out again. I think so. Yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's up there, um, with the the list of uh, movies that you think are like the best of the best. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Thanks for joining this week on Kaiju Carnival. I'm Justin. I'm Jenny. And we'll see you next week. Bye for now.